As cities around the world adapt to rapid urbanization, attention to the health of urban populations is critical. ISUH Conversations is the only podcast focusing exclusively on the broad factors of urban health. We understand that the health challenges and opportunities in urban environments are complex. Our guests are urban health influencers who come from many sectors. If you are a researcher, educator, policymaker, practitioner, community leader, or urban health advocate, these conversations will resonate with you. In this podcast, Dr. Yannette Thomas, the Executive Director of ISUH, and I talk to these urban health influencers to capture their ideas and continue to advance the knowledge of urban health. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host. Let's meet our guest. Well, welcome back to the show. Yannette, I'm excited. We have uh, an incredible guest with us today, Blaise Gwendo Yunzi. He's the president-elect of ISUH and the professor of geography and spatial epidemiology at the E. Ford at the University of Yaoundé in uh, the Cameroon. He's also a research fellow in urban health at the IURD Center for Global Healthy Cities at UC Berkeley, and that's a mouthful. More importantly, I know your friends. Blaise, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. Welcome, Blaise. I, too, am quite excited to have you. Um, We're going to have a great conversation, and I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Okay, got it. So, Blaise, I'm curious. um, Becoming the president of this organization, that's a big deal. Tell me what that decision was like for you. Uh, the decision to become the president-elect comes from the passion that I have for uh, urban health and for the vision that uh, I had when I was joining the ISWH. But before I continue, allow me to thank President Joe Buford and eventually Dr. Yonet Thomas for their confidence and for their uh, ongoing support because without their support, I wouldn't be able to take such a decision. And as I was saying, so uh, the decision came because uh, the vision I had uh, was uh, in two perspectives. Uh, from a scientific perspective, uh, and given the fact that um, ISWH is an independent organization committed to advancing urban health and health equity in urban settings worldwide, I envision a world in which um, city dwellers can live healthy and enjoy productive lives regardless of the county and the type of neighborhood they, they live. In fact, it's because I believe uh, that the global uh, commitment to, to sustainable development, which offer a unique opportunity to address uh, the social and political determinants of uh, health and to improve uh, well-being of people everywhere. And now from a political or geostrategical uh, perspective, my vision is to engage countries and strengthening partnerships worldwide by expanding our activities in uh, not yet well-connected countries. Uh, I must say that uh, this strategic uh, approach is because improving human health requires uh, effective engagement with all states and across multiple sectors. Uh, It's interesting you talk about, I, I heard three three key words in there, expanding, connecting, and engaging. 
And we have, you know, we're recent, we're in the process now of completely redoing the ISUH website. And we, we talked our last show about ISUH Connect, which is going to have that online community. I'm curious on the engage piece, because we know that working at the local level is so important. Do you have some strategies that you're thinking might, that we could do more of when we think about that local engagement? Uh, yeah, the strategy that uh, we can do more uh, is by uh, maybe uh, uh, setting some uh, activities that can attract more partners or more countries uh, at level, uh, at level uh, national levels, for example. Uh, I was thinking about uh, uh, two priorities on which uh, IOSH can, uh, uh, can set up. The first priority is that of uh, education. Education, and the second one is in research. Because for people to be in good health, they may be educated. And without research, we cannot have reliable data that can, for example, uh, help reducing uh, health inequalities. So, uh, when I was when I was uh, uh, when I'm thinking about uh, those two aspects, I mean education and research. Uh, areas of education could be, for example, uh, measuring human health. They can be also encouraging the human health governance and mostly, mostly uh, offering a human health uh, uh, training program. So with those activities, we can be sure that we can, we, can, uh, we can engage many people and many stakeholders in our, in, in our organization. So Blaise, I, yeah. I want to ask you there, forgive me for um, intruding there. I, you got me quite excited on this notion of education. Yeah. And I know you're a part of the education work group, but what I'm hearing is education more broadly in terms of engaging membership, getting, getting people um, to understand the role of ISUH in helping them inform a broader um, network of individuals, not only network of academics, but a network of actors like planners, um, health health workers in the, at the community level, um, and other groups like that. Is that what you're thinking? Um, yes, actually, I'm, I'm talking about that and also about an academic perspective because you can also attract and engage people by letting them come in to train themselves about what you, what you mean by human health. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. So how do you think we as ISUH can utilize, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're a virtual organization, virtual global organization, and our value proposition is that we're the only organization, global organization focused on urban health. So we have a very unique and particular value proposition that we can take advantage of. One of the things um, I, as the executive director, want to use the ISUH Connect in the website for is this broader intertwined collaboratory um, of, of thinkers and actors engaged in um, idea development, um, delivering, um, implement, implementing on the ground, um, expressing these ideas at the conference and, and looping all of that back. 
how how do you see us how how do you see this involved in us engaging membership and using this education platform that you're talking about to do that how let's talk a little bit let's get down you know a, to a little bit on the specifics of how we we might be able to utilize our tools to to deliver on that education interest that you have yes uh, i really appreciate already what uh, uh, we are doing maybe under your leadership in order to uh, uh, to sensitize people and yeah. other about what we are doing but to to take the the to to, 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 to answer to your question by taking a specific uh, example, I was thinking about from something like uh, um, a summer school to be practical, you see? Uh -huh. A summer school with the brand name of ISWitch. Uh -huh. That was, I'm saying that I was saying that this can be something that if you can organize such a school every year, maybe in different countries under the umbrella of ISWitch, we can by that attracting people I mean, stakeholders, you need academia, politicians, and so on. It should be very interesting. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm talking about. And is this something being discussed? I know you are one of the leaders of the education work group. Is this something being discussed with that group, or are we going to engage them further in this thinking? Yes, I've been discussing. I've been discussing this issue on Latin May at the XU conference in Paris. Mm -hmm. And so in my working group with uh, Jason and uh, other colleagues from uh, Bangladesh, we are now setting up the, the program, the, 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 we, are, we are designing uh -huh. uh, the outline, the, the course outline, and so that uh, by the, in, during the Kampala meeting, we just yes. propose it to the committee, to the executive board to see whether they can agree and adjust so that maybe by uh, next, uh, next year on August, we can uh, pilot can pilot the, the program and see how we can go ahead with that. Brilliant. Now, one of the other things I, I wonder if you would consider also is a series of webinars, because we may not, while you, you have um, a, a, a gathering in, in a country X, in Senegal or in, in, in Colombia or, mm. or, in, or in Bangladesh, yeah. other people can be participating virtually as well. So we can, we can, you know, it's economies of scale. We can expand on the number of participants and that material can be recorded and put on the website For sure. as part of a webinar. Yeah, you, you are right. Because uh, uh, besides that uh, uh, conception or that concept, uh, France, uh, the, I mean, France Gaspard, who is the director of uh, Institute of, uh, who, is the, who is leading the well-being program, was was saying that we can uh, we, we 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 can collaborate with uh, the University of Lausanne uh -huh. to design a mock course online yes, course yes yes mock, yes the online course in order yeah. that to, to have a virtual course yeah plus a presential one mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very interesting yeah. and I know um, Mark uh, Sylvester and his colleagues at Intro Networks would, could be very instrumenting in helping us to uh, launch that on, on, the, the, on the web and, and making a space on our website um, in keeping with this whole notion of a virtual collaboratorium. Um, you know, so we have it on the ground and we have it available 
um, in, in, in virtual space. So that's quite exciting. I think this kind of bleeds into my, my next question to you yeah. on how we engage membership to foster greater involvement and collaboration. Because one of the things, the lifeblood of organizations is like ours, um, the lifeblood would be its members and we want to grow membership and engage membership. So any ideas you have on how we could continue to do that? Uh, yes, of course. My agenda will be based on the African experience. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that. that. <laughs> no, it's, because that's, a, that's one of the regions we need to grow membership. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think that the ISRA should emphasize on the, um, I mean, uh, three main services or products. Mm -hmm. uh, the first uh, product or service should be, I have said, to develop capacity of research. Mm -hmm. An innovative model for facilitating action to advance human health. By developing a capacity of research, we, uh, it, it might be a transdisciplinary research and multi-site research. By doing that, we can capture many people in different countries in Africa mm -hmm. and let them not engage in, the, in, in our organization. Mm -hmm. And the second activity should be um, that uh, uh, ISRA should act like a, a hub a help for existing and future thematic and geographic network that are advancing human health. Means that uh, if, for example, we have to organize our uh, regional workshop in human Africa, health in Africa, mm -hmm. we must uh, uh, come near by ISWH to say, okay, what can we do together in order to be to align to what ISWH is uh, targeting to do? Mm -hmm. And uh, this third activity we can be close to the first is to support project specific working groups mm -hmm. and supporting is not only material but financing no by maybe uh, uh, um, helping people, us with the, the website to dive to disseminate all our production our production and the all we are planning to do for example mm -hmm. so to conclude according to me the most useful activity will be for example assistance in designing fundraising and implementation of regional research programs like the one that you are doing with the Bonat foundation yes because i'm particularly convinced that by doing that we might we will be able to gather people from around africa yes 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 excellent um i think i think you're 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 raising a very important point because our work groups Currently, we have an Africa work group, we have the education work group, um, and we, we have one focus on communities. I will be forming one called Inclusive Cities okay. that really targets a range of these, looking at the SDG goals and, and or city engagement and the sectors in the cities. And I would love to get your, your insights on that at the appropriate time regarding okay. the concept. Um, so one of my areas of focus is really bolstering work, the work groups. I'll be working directly with each work group to make sure that we, they're each able to fulfill this, the, the, the mandates that they, they propose and link it into the, the membership. So membership can be engaged and mm -hmm. we can develop a platform of, of, of products that, mm -hmm. like you're saying, can have regional um, foci as well as the, the, our, our broad global um, involvement. Yes. 
Um, so I'm, I'm very happy to hear you saying that. I'm looking forward to you um, taking over the mantle of president of ISUH in 2019. It's going to be a very exciting time, um, especially as we go into the conference in Chamen, China. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so we're really we're really at the cutting edge. And talking about cutting edge, you're someone who is a who is at the cutting edge of global health innovation. And I, I want you to talk a little bit more about where, given where you have the research you've been involved in, you're a health geographer at heart, and I love, as a social epidemiologist, I love working with health geographers. We need to get into this more, a little more of the spatial dynamics. And yeah. as you well know, we had the conference in San Francisco was a partnership with the geographers. And they have a, um, an international network, the International Geospatial Health Research Network, yeah. that wants to become an affiliate of ours. Um, how do you see us engaging geographers into the spatial thinking of health, urban health, that context? What, what more should we be doing? Uh, what can we do more should be, for example, to encourage uh, the development of urban health observatories at national levels. Ah, very good. Uh -huh. Those observatories may handle critical health issues like uh, urban health emergency, like aging, etc. And because uh, such observatory will aspire to be one-stop shops for data, research, mm -hmm. and knowledge, and as uh, a repository to recognize the achievement of urban health actors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that um, urban health observatories at national levels because we have we have a range of members, members um, from Latin America and the Caribbean, Africa, um, Asia, Southeast Asia, and we can and we can tap yeah. into um, our broad membership and start cells of networks yeah, that yeah. can e evolve into national. Um, urban health observatories. So I really like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you well know I've been on this shtick about having an urban health scorecard, and mm -hmm. and this fits right into that because you know we can be the place where people look to understand how communities are doing in relation to urban health. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very exciting. Well, I'm. I love that visualization that comes to mind when you say urban health observatory, right? There's a, there's a, that paints a picture in my mind of this, um, at once it's kind of on a hill and it has this massive telescope that's looking at something that's com so complex. I mean, think about the stars and the universe, right? We're, we're the, where we are now, cause I'm a space guy, uh, is we're looking for the things we can't see yeah right and yeah. and so that's what i was thinking right there was how do we find the things we can't see in urban health what this gets to the research this is why data is so important it's why we we look for those things and we're looking for that the smallest little speck so that just set off a whole chain for me that, that metaphor is so perfect uh for what you're doing it's just such an immense problem and it we we need as as much help as we can get and if again go back to our observatories uh we want to go where we have the clear skies like the observatory yeah. in hawaii uh in haleakala uh and think of we have these network of observatories and as you said um you you said this 
the cell of networks. And I think that uh, we can make that come true through ISUH Connect, mm -hmm. because as we have this renewed emphasis on global membership and understanding through this podcast what it takes to engage, connect, uh, educate, all of these main concepts that we want to do, that we'll be able to build these cells and actually see them yeah. visually in ISUH Connect. That's another part is when we we see those connections, they're like, oh, that's right. I'm I'm connected to Bangladesh and I'm connected to Cameroon. I'm connected to Toronto. And, and, and all of these pieces are all working together. And that comes together in the working groups. And we start to understand the fabric of ISUH is, is tighter through all of us. I mixed so many metaphors in there, Yonette. Yes. I'm sorry, I but I, it, it was a, it's like a garden bouquet. You there you go. Of my garden yeah. patch. So um, I think it's a, poignant and perfect um, description, uh, a landscape painted by you, Mark, that can help yeah. us go forward um, very, very nicely. Yeah. That was, I was saying that uh, such observatories will aspire uh, to be like uh, one-stop one shops yes. for data. Data can be produced in Senegal, in Bangladesh, yes. and have to be compared with those data maybe in the United States and in, uh, in Japan, something like that. Yes. And for research and knowledge, and like, uh, like I said, a repository to recognize the achievements of uh, human health actors. So yes. actors can be, academia have said, stakeholders, policymakers, civil society, and so on. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think, um, Blaz, yeah. on that note, and on that very eloquent point, um, I think we can end. <laughs> our interview and and i thank you very much this was remarkable and we will be of course working more closely together on a number of these ideas pushing them out to membership and i'm looking forward to to this very much okay thank you so much unit for all the effort that you are doing in order to push us <laughs> to, to go ahead with the rsuh and so yes. and to assist uh, professor and uh, president buffer in what she is doing Yes. Because she's a very talented woman and natural dynamism, yes. I really appreciate that. Yes. Well, you know, ISUH um, started um, uh, back in 2002, mm -hmm. um, David Vlahoff and his colleagues, and then um, Joe came later to help bolster. And, and so it's fitting that um, I, I carry on that, those efforts. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank yes. you so much, Mark. Bless. Thank you so much, Yannette. Uh, another great conversation. Uh, with a with a leader, a thought leader who helps us better understand, and I look forward to our next one. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. bye bye. Thank you for listening. You can find more ISUH conversations on our website at isuh.org, or subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Our website also features upcoming events and a members area where you can meet and collaborate with your peers.